0: Test 1-2, Test 1-2. Check,
1: check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.
0: Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one.
1: Welcome to the program, y'all. It's The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, all of Brewski. Back for another exciting episode, you little bastards, and we appreciate it. That's right. I'm Steve. That's Nick. That's Brusky. That's Brewski. Yeah, What's going on over there? Where's the
2: energy, Harness? I'm just uh, keeping it mellow today, baby. All right. No. Uh, find us online at thevolkominority.net, everybody. It's .net. It's new. It's fascinating. It's cool. That's find right. us on the social
1: media. We're upsetting yeah. religious types. Yeah. Everyone else this past week. So we got like some that. new videos up there. Thanks for that, Steve Harness. Aguindo.
2: Uh, so yeah, like no, So, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm energized. I'm good. I'm mainly healthy and all ready to
1: go. You're Steve Harness. Yeah, it is Steve Harness. Steve Harness. <laughs> hey, dude. Uh, so I was talking to Bruski this weekend, and uh, for those of you who are new to the program, uh, Bruski is a chauffeur of the Uber persuasion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's an Uber That's driver. Funny. Do you consider yourself a chauffeur? Uh, or
1: is only that sometimes. Condescending?
2: I don't
0: even know. No, I don't care. Only sometimes. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that's a nice elegant title dude, chauffeur. <laughs> I like it. Uh but anyway, he oftentimes has uh fun and exciting or just different uh rides that he lets us know about and he let me know about this one off the air and I thought, "Oh, we got to talk about that on the show, dude. Let's stop talking." Mm. It's it's just a tiny story. It's it's a very, <laughs> it's a very little story if you will. Did <laughs> you have a car full of little people?
0: Oh, I wish. No, I only right. had one in the car, actually. Okay. And so... Was it a uh, little person? Was it a midget? Yeah, I was told was not a, to call him that anymore. Yeah, it was a real deal little person.
2: I pointed out I'm not supposed to do it. How do I point it out unless <laughs> I do it?
1: That's such a Trump thing. People are saying I'm not supposed to say this anymore.
2: <laughs> it's like, I don't mean to be offensive, but, uh, you know, which means you're about to be offensive. So I don't yeah. mean to be offensive to midgets, but I've been told not to call them midgets anymore.
0: So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so uh so i got I got this ride, and I went to go pick this person up and it had a female name attached to it, so I'm expecting to go pick up a female. Mm-hmm. I come pulling up to this house, I see three people, a couple that are probably around our age, you know forties to fifty, and
2: yeah, young and healthy yes
0: and a little bit won't well, speak for yourself um <laughs> but uh a little person with them, a male little person, I immediately start to crack a smile. <laughs> which I'm, which I'm sure. That's
2: offense. Come on.
0: No, no, no. Actually, you know what?
2: There's a there's a there's you a pat little him per- on the head.
0: There's, there's, a, there's a little person comedian named Brad Williams. Yeah. Who's uh, hilarious, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, Brad actually said, whenever you see a little person, you can't help but smile. They always make things better. You know, it's like right. lollipops and yeah. cotton candy and balloons and, yeah, and everything, sure. you know? little yeah. mini
2: Snickers.
1: Everyone loves those, right? It's fun size. It's to what it. Was, was. Yeah. Yeah. So paint the picture, Brewski. <laughs> we see two uh, middle-aged people and uh, one little person. What does the little person look like?
0: He's kind of bald, uh Hispanic oh. gentleman. Poor
1: guy. Bald and short, huh? Oh,
0: but he had the, a big smile and,
1: and that sort of thing, and... Why were they waiting outside with him? Is he not able to be on his own? Or are you sure he wasn't a child?
0: (laughs) The story is this guy's from New York City, from the Bronx, and he was flown in to be entertainment at the 50th birthday party at these people's house. And I was like, well, what do you do?
1: Yeah. Okay. Seems but like a big, natural question, but what 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 was he there for? What was the entertainment? wrestling? That's my prediction. No, midget actually, tossing. They, they tossing the midget they, they,
0: dude.
2: Oh, so, what, plied, what do they call it though? They don't. They don't call it <laughs> little people wrestling. They call well, it midget wrestling. We've had it here in Tahoe before, one of the casinos. Yeah. Well, well so we're better than they that, dude. they basically applied him with the alcohol. you think they're going to boycott us? I guarantee they'll come up short.
0: <laughs> oh, boy dude thank you they basically brought him in to get him drunk and expect him to just kind of get wasted and and be all over the place but they oh they were
2: looking down on him i see but
0: they but they failed but they failed to realize is that this guy is a champ because he can drink champion and drink and they drink. wanted
1: they only wanted to pay him to drink just get and wasted get wasted and hang out wow uh the Young, or I don't know how <laughs> the, the little person uh, hung he out. From,
0: he was probably about uh, around that same age, so he's around fifty. Is this what
1: people. he does?
2: Like he offers this service? I'll just get annihilated and stumble around in front of you. No,
0: or, ordinarily he actually goes and he does stuff wrestling, circus. jumping yeah, yeah, on I'm, the
1: bed, you know, all the all the tricks <laughs> that these little that people stuff, right? do. You know, but this
0: but this guy does movies and everything. He has an agent in New York City. Wow, he got paid fifteen hundred dollars. They
1: brought wow. him in from New York and paid him $1,500 for two hours. And they he gave him a thimble of whiskey to get drunk on. No, they, to the contrary. Uh, <laughs> this guy was so liquored up, Brewski said he just reeked of alcohol. He was very liquored up. But they had to say, like, okay, thanks for coming. I think it's time to go. And they called him an Uber. They cut it him short? Well, yes.
0: They cut it short. Yeah, because he started telling them, y'all corny. <laughs>
1: y'all are corny?
0: Yeah, exactly. He was a little rude, (laughs) (laughs) just a little dude. So he's a
1: tiny bit rude.
0: So, so, so he rather than take him to a hotel, he was going straight to the airport because he didn't want to spend the money on a hotel room. His flight wasn't until five a.m. the next morning. He was just going to hang out at the airport.
1: Oh wow! Sleep in the airport. Uh you know, I guarantee you you lay on a bench in the airport and you will realize soon it does not measure up uh to a bed. That's fair.
0: Here's the best part about it. He starts talking to me about Different things about his life and all that sort of thing. A little small talk. He starts telling me about <laughs> how his, he had a recent probation violation.
1: Oh, uh, wow. I mean, is it, uh, did he say whether or not like it's felony or it's just like a micro size misdemeanor? Yeah. What kind of shortcomings does
2: he have?
0: Basically, he was hanging out with this uh, guy that he knows in the Bronx who's a known drug dealer, but I guess the cops came over and were. Hassle and my little person friend, and then when they looked up his ID, they said this is a probation violation. Mm, the spend uh, little... a
2: little time in jail. I yeah, and the Just little a
0: person. Small stint. <laughs> well, the, this little person decided, well, the hell with that, and he decided to then uh, punch the police officer and the little detective.
1: <laughs> wow, he punched him right in the nuts, huh?
0: Damn, right, in the, right there. He tried to get away, but the cops caught him. And then I will directly quote him: "They beat my ass."
2: Wow. wow. You got beat down by the cops. Yeah, you
0: got, yeah. You I mean, I, I, but if you're if you're a cop, doesn't it feel weird? Like don't you feel like you're beating up a child?
2: I mean cops are used to shooting ten year olds, not beating them, so that's <laughs> been awkward yes. for them.
1: Oh, That's well. what we get
2: the rim shot for after all these puns. Yep. <laughs> the
1: <laughs> that's what you get it for. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this. In. interrupt our program to bring you a special Here is program. a news bullet. We interrupt this program to bring you All in.
0: the humanity and all the things. which will live in infamy. <laughs> the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Need to know news. News you need to know. Steve Harness.
2: I just find this hilarious. I mean, so Trump's been indicted again, and he's been trying to make you know these public statements to try to I, somehow excuse himself for how yeah. he possibly could have kept all these documents.
0: He's very busy, Steve. very busy.
2: He is very busy and that is part of one of his latest excuses. He he told first of all, he went on Fox News, which I'm sure he thought was a safe
1: environment for him to be in. What's the and dude's name who interviewed him? Bro, who I thought was actually fantastic. I I thought he was great, especially for a Fox News yes. Well Bre-
0: Brett Bear is supposed to be their straight news guy.
1: He yeah. was. He held him. Yeah.
0: He did fire. a pretty
2: good job. He yeah. he held his feet to the fire a few times on his election lies and
0: I sure hope that he didn't put with the heel spurs anyway of that fire i gotta be careful of those yeah i gotta watch those heel spurs. so true
2: so trump's latest excuse was that the uh, boxes of classified documents were mixed in with his personal stuff including golf shirts and he's been very busy and hasn't had time to you know he said i want to get my personal things out of these boxes and that there were golf shirts and souvenirs mixed in magazines and newspapers Yeah. So first of all, he's acknowledging, yeah, I do have the document. Secondly, I mean, I've been busy. I mean, that's every baloney excuse everyone gives as to why they haven't done something in this world. But come on.
0: Doing what? I mean, honestly.
2: Exactly. And how much more important can it be when you're being subpoenaed by the government to do things? Like, I'm busy. I'm golfing. I'm doing things. I'm spray tanning. Like, Does
1: uh-huh. anyone think for a split second that there were golf shirts mixed into these boxes of classified no. documents? I mean, well, you know what? Maybe I can believe it, dude. I mean, maybe I can believe That that's how carelessly he treated these classified documents. Like put it in the box with the golf shirts.
2: It's as if he, you know, hired a bunch of college kids. Or he and his wife just broke up and he had to spontaneously pack all of his stuff and he just threw it all at a bunch of boxes. All the says, best. These people, boxes Steven. were interspersed with all sorts of things. Golf shirts, clothing, pants, shoes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh he has been busy. I mean, and they asked him, like, what have you been busy doing? I mean, what are you doing?
0: Probably making love. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean that's what he said, but he screwed I love... himself, that's for sure. Oh my gosh, dude. Well I'm, it I'm... came out today that the uh the court date It'll probably be moved, but it's coming up in August. I think it's August 15th. The judge set a date, and his lawyers have got to be wanting to rush this because the longer this goes on, the more and more he will continue to incriminate himself because he can't shut up yes well I mean, but i he's acknowledged but the, it now in multiple interviews they've got this thing put on what uh, is referred to as a rocket docket right to get it on there as quickly as possible and the judge can make orders that hey you have this amount of time for discovery and people are saying like legal analysts are saying like the judge wants this done quickly just and his lawyers want it done quickly so well, it probably won't go this august but it may get moved, you know, a bit, but they, I've heard also that, it, you know, a couple months after August, not a year,
2: you know, Trump said he wants this to happen speedily and everyone's entitled to that, but it would be in his best interest to delay it. And I've heard a lot yes. of experts say that because of the nuances of the espionage act, there's actually multiple legal tricks that you could postpone this thing for probably a few years. Yeah. So we'll see which angle he takes. I would assume well, it's smarter to delay.
0: The other thing that you have to think about too is that Fonnie Willis said that she's not pushing her case aside she's proceeding
2: none of this stuff should be delayed i mean i can't believe it's taken this long already but yeah let's get it going and i would just like to reiterate something that mitt romney and chris christie two republicans recently said that we are all going to get dragged through this because trump is making us be dragged through it he could have turned the boxes back over he sure. could be yeah. doing the plea deal right now he could be doing a hundred things to get this thing done and over but he's not Because he's going to have his little egocentric temper tantrum. We're all going to have to be drugged through this process.
1: All eyes on him, dude. Come on.
0: The whole case is just so shady.
1: Last week, Marjorie Taylor Greene went to the Skiff to look at all these documents, you know. Did you hear about it?
0: Yes, I did. And she took notes.
1: Okay, dude. So she was being interviewed about going into the Skiff and seeing all this stuff that, you know, is secret. Yeah, I mean... It's not classified, but the FBI said, hey, we can take you in here. You can't take any of these notes. This is all secret. It's only for you. And was interviewed after she got out and had this to say. I feel like we're winning. And we won some today when everyone feels like we're losing, especially with this indictment of President Trump and this document hoax. But what we read today in the skiff, and I I want to let everyone know. This was an unclassified document. This is a document that all of America should be able to see. But the FBI is stonewalling us and they would only let us see it in a skiff. Well, what I did after reading the document is I made notes when I walked out and I went to the table and I wrote down everything that I had just read. So that I could come out and tell the American people what I read. So I can commit espionage. Like people are saying like, uh, she just admitted to a crime on national TV. Like why is she not being arrested?
2: Yeah. In real time. That's hilarious. There's a great quote that's resurfaced from Trump back in 2016 about, you know, when I'm president, I'll enforce every law according to classified documents, the Espionage Act. I will be a strict adherent here to prosecute Boy. anyone who is careless with our
1: nation's secrets. So funny, dude. I mean, with all the people that have turned against him, you know, Bill Barr and, and, and Kelly yeah. and all, all the people, they're playing these clips recently where he's like, We have just hired the greatest general of all time, and then it plays him like he's a dirtbag. Brett Baer did a good job on that, running down the list.
2: You said you'd hire nothing but the best. Well, what about Bill Barr? What about Mike Pence? What about, what about, what about? (laughs) Like One out of ten were great. I mean, seriously, who is still on his side? Everyone <laughs> was the greatest person. And now, you know, he throws them under the bus. Either you just have no loyalty to your staff or you're not good at picking staff. Like either mm. way, it makes you look bad that you're throwing all your former staff under the bus now.
1: I don't know if this has uh, been overplayed, but I just learned of this. I was watching an interview with uh, James Comey last week and he was talking about uh, the reason why so many of these people that initially went with Trump, loved Trump, were uh, still hanging with him. After all this stuff has come out, and it's factual stuff, why they won't let go and still think he's the best in the world. And it was all based on the fact that people have a very hard time psychologically admitting they've been fooled uh, the excuse i hate the
2: most is well i was afraid if i stood up and said something i'd get fired and then who knows
1: who would replace
2: me somebody even more irresponsible
0: right. oh yeah the, the whole yeah. adult in the room defense i get that. right
1: <laughs> like Bruski always says ladies and gentlemen if you see something say something need to know no new- I said, oh, Lord, Jesus, is a fire. News
0: you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that.
1: Ladies and gentlemen of the vocal minority, uh, over the past, oh, uh, it feels like at least a couple of months now, we have been going over the Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney saga yes. and what right wing America has uh, chosen to make a stand on. Uh, And that is uh, throwing Bud Light out, shooting it at times, and uh, just not wanting to be around it.
2: Yeah, it's become a cultural thing right now. The conservatives are avoiding Bud Light.
1: 24.4% sales uh, down since they partnered with dylan Mulvaney, and they didn't ever partner i'm so tired of people saying that they sent uh this girl a bud light can that was like celebrating all of her work on tiktok and just in general one year of being a, a woman yes basically what it was yeah That's all it was. It was not a sponsorship. It was nothing that you even need to take part in. So 24.6% or something like that. Their sales have gone down and now they are trying to put together some summertime programs. You've seen their commercials change. Uh, I thought, well, we talked about on this show, just ignore it. One of the best people in my humble opinion came out and spoke on the issue. And, uh, I thought, oh, this is someone who could actually kind of make a difference garth brooks uh country singer is now opening a bar i think it's related to friends in low places uh i believe in nashville he said this
0: i'm a bar owner now are we going to have the most popular beers in the thing yes here's the deal man if you want to come to friends in low places come in come in with love come in with tolerance patience come in with an open mind and uh it's
1: cool uh, people are freaking out. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh, dude, yeah. your like biggest idol in this right wing world it just came out and been like, dude, just chill. Just come in. It might be in here. The humorous <laughs> side of conservatives you know, eating their own where they're
2: uh, you know, freaking out at Chick-fil-A, for example, because Chick-fil-A was insane enough to say we treat people equally here at work. And that somehow turned into treating transgenders or it's not even what they meant. But, you know, so now the conservatives are going after Chick-fil-A. They're going right. after Fox News for firing Tucker Carlson, and now, yeah, they are pissed off at Garth Brooks. And Brooks said, you know, I'm going to censor this for our friendly audience out there, but he said, if you're an a-hole, there are plenty other places to go drink at, basically. And they're all just, Garth Brooks has gone woke, so he's going to go broke. He called us all a-holes because we
1: hate other people. (laughs) I don't think Garth Brooks ever has to worry about going broke.
0: (laughs) No. Doesn't he have a big residency coming up in Vegas? Yes, as well, That's I believe, yes, at a big arena and been sold out every single night,
1: dude. As a person who has seen Garth Brooks in concert, my uh, sister a few years ago got tickets for uh, her, and my mom, my mom really wanted to see him, so we took her. He puts on an amazing show. I mean, even if you're not a huge country music fan, which uh-huh. you know, I, I like some old country and everything else, but I'm not a huge country fan. It was one hell of a show.
2: Yeah, it's just another great example of conservatives not knowing who their friends are and turning on each other. And and for the audacity of somebody saying to, you know, we're going to welcome everyone in my bar. We're going to serve every beer. And by the way, it's up to the consumerist which beer they buy in that place. It's not like he's forcing it on them.
0: You know, on this topic here, did you see who they are starting to go after now? Because he was at the College World Series holding a Bud Light while he was watching the game. Who? One of the most beloved athletes in this country. Michael Jordan. Peyton Manning.
2: Because he was drinking a Bud Light. It's hilarious. I will tell you, this past Friday night, I was at a uh, kid's birthday party in Reno, in Nevada, you know, yeah. cowboy country, and uh, I needed a beer. And so I went up to the counter, I was like, what kind of beers do you have? And they showed me a list of like 12 crappy beers, and Bud Light was on there, and I said, I'll take a Bud Light. Thank oh, you yeah, are a champion. Sprint. And I proudly Great. walked around that place like, hold it, yeah, yeah, I got a Bud Light. <laughs> Anyone want to say anything? Tasted like flat, warm, bubbly water. But uh, besides that, I made a strong political statement.
0: Well, just so you know, Stephen. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> I love when Nick says that, Stephen. <laughs> um,
2: you guys are allowed to call me Stephen. No one else is.
0: <laughs>
2: no, Short. So, you know I mean.
0: uh, Do you know what has actually overtaken Bud Light as the number one selling beer in the country?
2: I do. It's Modelo, and all the conservatives love Modelo because it took it down Bud Light. Is there any irony there?
0: Yes, it is owned by Anheuser Busch. <laughs> it's so, so funny.
2: funny. Yeah.
1: I don't know why Anheuser cares, right? Because I mean, they're just the money's coming in no matter what. They own around. everything.
2: I this was gonna say they ahead. own so many brands. You got to stop basically drinking beer if you <laughs> It was just like you know Hawthorne, that uh, the one-eyed uh, conservative. Uh,
0: Crenshaw, Dan Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Crenshaw.
2: Yeah. He did yeah. a thing where he opened up his refrigerator and was like, "No woke beer in my fridge." There was no Bud Light, but every other beer was owned by Anheuser Busch. That <laughs> <had. laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. This is need to know news. News you need to know. Hello,
1: Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news.
2: On and off over the years, we have heard a lot about the fact that there are health benefits for your heart for drinking alcohol in moderation, right? Right. Sometimes they say wine, beer. A lot of the recent studies basically said any alcohol in moderation is uh, actually healthy for your heart. Glass of red wine a night. Right. So a, a new study came out, and they basically said that, okay, drinking alcohol in moderation actually is good for your heart, but not directly. It's not that the alcohol is doing something good for your heart, it's controlling your stress. Yeah, you're (laughs) self-medicating, doing
1: exactly what you're supposed to be doing.
2: So as a byproduct of controlling stress better, yes, that is healthier for your heart. So would yoga, so would jogging a mile or whatever, but no one's doing that.
0: (laughs) I'd I'd rather have a glass of whiskey than than jogging a mile.
2: Right, exactly. So have your Modelo, have your Bud Light, your whiskey or whatever, and be, as long as it's in moderation, it actually is helping you because you're less stressed, you're a little buzzed, you're relaxed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) same thing about crack cocaine, dude. I mean, uh, you know, Oh, a cracks good for your heart? Apparently, no, heroin.
0: no, not at all. That that it, oh, it yeah. actually well, increases I mean, your heart rate.
1: You get rid <laughs> of stress, though. Don't you? Is heroin good for your heart? I mean, it takes your heart rate way down.
0: Uh, yeah, That's what
2: well. I'm saying. Jogging, yoga, oral sex, like whatever it is. If it's <laughs>
0: whatever, it, like, your Some out. red devils, some goofballs. You know, just throw them on down.
1: You know, an average Saturday. This is need to know news. News you need to know.
0: Well, so you gentlemen, I'm sure have seen the saga. That is off the Atlantic coast, off of Massachusetts, uh, my fair state, with this submarine that was searching for the Titanic. Right. Well, now here's, here's something that no, no one's talked about. Do you realize how close the Titanic was to New York before it completely sank? If you look at the map of where it was. I mean they were they were damn close. They, yeah, I was assumed
2: it was out in the middle of nowhere in the ocean.
0: No, the Coast Guard of Massachusetts is who's actually searching for the submarine. And if you look at this picture of the submarine, it, it basically looks like a big, huge drainage pipe. That they've welded a couple of caps on the end. So this is like a homemade submarine, basically. Yes, yes, a homemade submarine <laughs> what the hell is going down in the ocean in a homemade submarine.
2: A billionaire,
0: like, There's a billionaire John on it-
2: Denver making his own airplane? Like, yes. Mm.
0: These these people here were basically using the money that people were paying to go on it, the two hundred fifty grand they were paying, to pay for the construction of this submarine. Now.
2: That's hilarious. So, now, okay. So, people went down in a homemade submarine to find the, uh, the, the Titanic. The Titanic, sorry. Yeah. And they got lost. We can't find the submarine somehow. Exactly.
1: It's How down, many people are in it?
0: I, uh, let me take a look. I believe it was four Roughly. plus the four plus five, five person crew. So, I would imagine that. So, four people paid for it to be on there. Uh, let's see. They're in the depth of 13,000 feet deep.
1: Wow, what could yeah. go wrong?
0: Right, and, um, almost
1: uh, three mi- yeah, It's almost three miles. It's two and a half miles
0: down. Okay, according to the BBC, the entire sub is bolted shut from the outside to make sure that it's watertight. So it's bolted <laughs> shut from the outside. Duct and tape from so, the inside. So, so when you when you want to actually um, exit the submarine, someone has to meet you at topside. To open the t- yeah, yeah. Un- loosen the bolt. Now, this is one of these will-
2: stories where I can't feel too bad if you all die. Like, what do you <laughs> think? And how do we lose a submarine? Like, really? We don't have any sonar, radar, nothing that can find your dumb little submarine down there? They're too deep, dude. I mean, they're well, a long ways down.
0: I will tell you this. There's one company that is not so heartbroken over this whole thing, and that is the Logitech Corporation. Why? The Logitech Corporation sells an item called the F seven ten. PC gamepad, and okay. this thing this thing looks like a, an Xbox controller with a couple of little joysticks. Well, they sold out within minutes because this submarine was being piloted and controlled by the captain of it using the F710 PC gamepad to control this submarine.
1: As an influencer, dude, people might die, but you're going to sell a ton of gaming uh, right. devices. It's so, perfect for Fortnite
2: and your own homemade submarine three miles down <laughs> into the ocean.
1: Don't we know right where the Titanic is? Right. I mean, That's don't we know that? They have to be in the what? neighborhood still?
0: Uh, yeah, but th- 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 they're not finding them. They, they can't find these guys. None of them anywhere. have like an
1: Apple air tag
2: in that thing. Like no one decided to track right. this in any way.
0: Okay. I don't know how an Apple air tag could be found three miles down <laughs> in the ocean. Why I could... not? I don't know. There's got to be an equivalent
1: know. of that. That would be my first priority. Like if we get lost, <laughs> let's make sure we can be found. All
0: right, guys. <laughs> there's this guy named Hamish Harding, who is chairman of Action Aviation. He's a billionaire who paid $250,000 to be on this sub that was going down to look for the, the Titanic.
1: You would think this is a volunteer thing. Like, I got a volunteer. I got submarine duty. I have to go do this. You're paying to get on there?
0: Two hundred fifty grand.
2: This is not SpaceX. You're not going to the moon or Mars or something. You're going down to a famous shipwreck. And, yeah, having no tracking device, you can't get yourself out of the submarine. Like, again, what could possibly go wrong? Terrible. Is
0: this, the Coast Guard has launched two C-130 planes to conduct an aerial search of the water's surface. Well, the New York National Guard plans to launch uh, additional planes as well.
1: Do we have any idea how much air they have?
0: They had enough air to last until Thursday.
1: All right. So the it's uh, oh, the final countdown, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you know? They're just out roaming around looking for something
2: long and hard and full of little semen. The clock is ticking.
0: Uh, has, I, mean, I don't want on to say
2: own. anything, but go on. I mean, there's it, days a day.
0: If if you look if you look at this thing, I mean it looks like a, a big Tylenol capsule. That's it. Well,
2: it'll make for a lovely casket for those five people. So good luck to you. This
0: is Need to Know News. News you need to know.
2: Yeah. Who's up?
0: Steve Harness. Oh
2: hey, that's me. Okay. So my previous story, I was saying that drinking can be good for your heart. Not directly, though. It's because you're less stressed. Another sort of survey came out here where it's not the exact causal correlation that you may think. Now, we have heard for years that people that work second and third shifts, people that are night owls, that they die prematurely. They die earlier than everyone else, right? yes Mm -hmm. and i believe it yeah and nick and i and brewski too we all used to work overnights in radio and uh yeah we always kind of talked about the fact that hey it's fun working overnight but apparently we're gonna die younger because that's what the statistics have shown over the years my
1: body took a beating during that time i don't think i can work overnights anymore and brewski's still doing it bt dubs yeah no exactly yeah yeah. here's the thing though, this newest you know
2: scientific study so uh shows that it is true uh you have a uh, i think it was they said it's about a ten percent higher mortality rate or you'll die ten percent sooner wow um, if you work uh if you are a night owl quote unquote but it's not because you're staying up late, it's because of the habits of night owls. Night wow. owls tend to drink more alcohol and smoke more cigarettes. Mm, And that's what the study is showing. It's not that you're staying up late. It's that people that go to bed at 8 o'clock aren't up all night drinking and smoking. You stay up late, whether it's because you're working or partying, you live an unhealthy
1: lifestyle. I believe that, dude. But as someone who's done at least a decade of self-testing on the topic, testing, I will tell you that coupled in with the (laughs) staying up, is that you still have to live some uh, semblance of a normal life if you've got friends and family. So you're constantly up during the day to make this event. I got to get up by this time because oh, that stuff only happens in business hours when I'm supposed to be sleeping. It uh, there that that beat my ass doing that for that long and there's people, you know, I sound like a little baby. There's people who do it their whole lives, but I I think that it really does I can see if you're a night owl and just at home, you're drinking more, you're smoking more. But if you work the overnights, yeah. you're going to die soon. <laughs> I'm not soon, but sooner. 10%. That's a lot, dude. If I live to be 100, that's 10 years off
2: my life. Yeah. No, it's all fair. <laughs> a true uh, third shifter, by the way, like... You know you're working until six a m you're not going to bed until eight or nine a m um right a, a true night owl, as they're defining, is usually people that stay up until two or three in the morning or whatever and they're they're drinking smoking out doing whatever so the, yeah. the the actual third shifter, yeah, there is more wear and tear in your body and and you're right. it is stressful to wake up and try to still live some sort of normal life. I yeah. slept through nine eleven because I was I was an overnighter then, and yeah. the attacks happened at you know what just about nine a.m. basically. East uh, Coast, yeah, yeah I I, east coast.
0: I had just gotten home from an overnight shift at the station where I was working here in Boston.
2: And same thing. I was on the West Coast, though, so it was like, you know, I got up at 5 a.m., and by 6, 7 a.m., I was home and going to bed. I I, I woke up at, like, 4 that afternoon to an answering machine, because it was in the old days, full of messages of, like, Steve, get to the radio station. Steve, are you watching the news? Honey, turn on the news. Everybody get up. The world has the
1: changed forever. Oh, it was
2: crazy. I started hearing these messages. I'm like, what is, the, you know, like my girlfriend was calling, like, wake up,
1: we're under attack. And I mm-hmm. turned the TV on. I'm like, "Holy crap!
2: I just slept through the, you know, <laughs> the apocalypse or whatever."
1: Like, Dude, I had to go on the air on 9/11 and uh, fill in for a guy who sounded like this. Well, how are you, Nickersmickers, the uh, vocal minority? <laughs> Little prime time action. Right, and we were at the fun, feel good station. Yeah, we were at a fun oldie station. Let me tell you, dude, trying I was a young man. Trying to go on the air and pull off a show that I was talking on a 9-11 while playing the Beach Boys Help Me Rhonda was (laughs) one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do.
2: It was. I came in and took over for you. I went on air at like 7 o'clock right after you got done. And yeah, we were talking about the fact that you know we were told like keep the music playing don't mention fun feel-good oldies like drop that for right. right now yeah. but then yeah you'd come on after some feel-good song and be like all right um, you know latest mortality rates have come in uh, we're not you know air space is still closed we don't know if more tax are coming and uh, yeah here's sugar shack by jimmy gilmer everyone
0: <laughs> Well, <laughs> other part about that that nobody else will know is that this radio station shared a building with an uh, all-news station right 710 cairo mm-hmm. so yeah. while nick and steve are in the studio doing their shows. Outside their studio is a newsroom that's just bustling with people, running around, trying to get, like, what's the latest update and all that sort of thing. So, no, you're trying to keep everything straight in your head, and there's people flying by a window outside your studio. And, and you know, we wanted
1: to know, too, right? I mean, right. We, yeah. I didn't want to be playing fun oldies. I wanted to know what the hell's going on in our world. It was. And we didn't yeah. know at that
2: time. It was real time. Like, more attacks coming? What's going on? Like, yeah, so it was crazy yeah.
1: on the radio for sure. I remember uh, one break I did during that time. You know, like you said, what, what kind of break do you do when you're going into Jimmy Gilmer and the Fireballs? Uh, <laughs> I said something like... Uh, And here's another great oldie to keep your mind astray. Our program director came running into the studio and he was like, what do you mean keep your mind astray? I was like, I don't know. Keep your mind off all the crap that's going on, I suppose. And he was like, none of that. Just stick to the records. No fun, feel good stuff. I was like, that's not fun. Feel good.
0: (laughs) Is that Chris Elliott? yes, yes. Yeah. okay <laughs>
2: and yeah i mean obviously people were listening to that station they were probably looking for some level of escape you know yes. otherwise they'd be on the news channel yeah uh-huh. exactly Everyone was listening i mean who knows yeah, <laughs> yeah. but
1: yeah it's a tough time 9-11 a funny thing dude because all people our age or around our age have their story of you know it's our generations i knew exactly where i was when kennedy got shot uh Everyone you talk to has a story, and they can paint it uh, better than a Bob Ross portrait. I've told my I, kids my
2: tale, and they were telling me, like, "Yeah, our teacher today was telling uh, her story of where she was on nine eleven and how weird it was to be in elementary school and get the notification."
0: That oh the boy! Dude.
2: I'm just like, I'm that much older than your teacher. <laughs> yeah,
1: jeez. <laughs> like, yeah. Where were you, Brewski?
0: I I was here in in Boston. I had done an overnight at a station. And then um, my my connection to 9-11, though, was that uh, I had a woman that I had gone out with a few times, and she was part of the um, search and rescue crews that were there. And she told me some pretty graphic things that that, that she saw when she was there.
1: I bet, dude.
0: Things that don't leave your memory. Yeah. And and I, I didn't even witness it firsthand she did
1: yeah oh it's terrible dude i mean i hope that that person's in therapy and is working through all that stuff still i mean the things that people saw and that they came across were terrible i remember thinking oh on tv you're seeing people jump out the windows because it's a better alternative than what's on the other side of the window yeah Yeah. live tv like that was crazy dude here's another feel-good oldie Hey, dude! Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and we're back to it.
0: It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, hey,
2: we know, dude. What sure. about? Uh, no. Did you see the thousands of Muslims cheering for it, like Trump said? Remember that story?
0: I remember that story. That was bull crap, obviously. <laughs> of you it know, was. yeah.
2: There it, were thousands mm-hmm. of Muslims over in Jersey City cheering for the tower. Like no one else saw that. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, now, this is, uh, for people who don't know, this is a time that uh, we could go back to where Rudy Giuliani was actually like a person people. Yeah, revered, like and you know, respected, exactly. And respected. Yeah, I mean, he was a normal human being during that time. Yes, he knocked himself
2: down over the next several years, but yeah, so crazy and that he did. Need to know
0: news, news you need to know. We've all been around athletic competitions. We've all watched athletic competitions.
2: We've been in some here on the show, drunken basketball.
0: Exactly. Did you know that recently there was a champion who was crowned champion of the European sex championships? Well,
2: I was using an assumed name, but I appreciate you bringing it
0: up. <laughs> no, Steve, no, no, no offense to you, yeah. but this woman, uh, Maria Zadrovic, yeah. is more attractive than you are.
2: Mm, okay. Well, I won't take offense. It was a woman that was dubbed champion.
0: Oh yeah, because well, everybody they're just everybody...
2: laying there. It's the guy doing all the work.
0: I mean, come on. Oh no. Well, the thing about it is, is oh, all the guys and all hey, the other on, women. that's
2: mainly true, and most women I've ever known will admit to that. Well, you well, are but... with the wrong women, dude. I mean, when no, a woman with wants the right to take guy. control, dude, come on. <laughs> they know to lay back and enjoy the ride.
0: <laughs> well, so the 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 problem was uh, on this particular thing. All the rest of the other competitors decided that, you know, a week of nonstop sex uh, was enough for them, especially given the fact that nobody was tested for STDS. They were not changing sheets. There was uh, unsanitary conditions. Um, now
1: you're a snob, dude. You just joined a sex pot competition. What, what 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 is this, brisky What publication is this?
0: I'm reading this from the Daily Mail in uh, in England, UK actually. style.
1: Yeah. What, what's the setup here? Like,
0: what
2: was the premise? It was just 24 seven sessions on and off. Like, yeah,
0: no, it's basically it's big brother because all these people are all sitting around naked or half naked. And, and you had to engage in sexual activity for most of the waking hours nonstop. Mm
1: -hmm. And, and the goal is to see who can do it the longest, who can
0: last the longest. And Maria has lasted the longest. I'll tell you what, she's got some killer thighs on her. Like she could break coconuts with those things.
1: Well, Mm. congratulations to that little Betty.
0: Congratulations.
2: Yeah, but again, a woman can lay there for days at a time. It's not like a guy that has to maintain, you know, an erection for that. Dude, can you
1: imagine how sore she is going to be and how many times she dried out? And I mean, you're you're acting like this. She's just a sex doll laying there with Uh no feeling and emotion. keep lubed up and all that stuff i'm saying
0: Uh, i I don't think you get it dude i don't don't
1: think think you understand the friction of that lubed or not you think after a week (laughs) i definitely understand and was she with the guy you solo
2: like
0: no no this is like it's a big
2: gangbang
0: pretty much there was no hot water no adequate sleeping arrangements the hygiene was poor there was no carrying out checks for stds
2: Yeah, listen, I'm sure it was a a dried-out cesspool by the end of this whole thing, but still.
1: My goodness, dude, why would you show up? Wouldn't you ask these questions before? Will I have water breaks? Will I have uh, STD checks? You're complaining about it after days of a gangbang? You can't put forethought into this stuff. What was her prize?
2: A free hysterectomy?
0: I mean, No, I believe she she received a, a nominal cash prize.
2: And a shot of penicillin.
1: Yeah, here's a contestant uh, quote from one of the contestants during the gangbang.
0: How about a clean bed
1: for this champion? (laughs) They weren't (laughs) offering clean beds,
0: dude. Actually, she won 860,000
2: pounds. So that's like 700 grand, give or take. No. Okay,
0: still though. For the, I'll no, take it. Good. Yeah, yeah seven hundred grand. Why
2: not? I'll take it. That's what she said.
1: <laughs> Isn't the pounds uh, doing better? Um, yeah, that's why eight hundred fifty
2: grand or eight hundred fifty thousand pounds would be like seven hundred something thousand dollars. No, it'd be more than that. It'd be more than oh. eight hundred. If it's 000. doing better, it's worth more than our dollar. So eight hundred thousand yeah. pounds it would be worth seven hundred thousand dollars. Convert it real quick, Brewski. I'm doing it's, it right now. Thing.
0: So, you know. Computing, computing, computing. Bruski is computing. Boston
2: Booyah! Here is the answer. Oh wait, you might be right. Maybe it is $900,000. Hey, more. Right? moron? Damn it. Sorry. Alright, what do you got, Bruski? Unless I was right, then I'm stick with my original answer.
0: Actually, it's $1.977 million. That's right.
2: $1.9? It's worth double? No, 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 no
0: 1.09. 1. Yeah. Oh, okay. So just under 1.1 million.
2: You're right. I was doing that backwards. All right, Nick, you're brilliant. I'm wrong. All right, someone mark it down. I was wrong.
0: <laughs> and and that, that's 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 as of yesterday's trading. Well, oh,
1: fantastic. She better trade it in, dude. Uh, well, congratulations to her,
0: Mario. No I
1: said, Oh Lord Jesus, is a far news you need to know. I got bronchitis.
0: Ain't nobody got time for that
1: uh steve harness and uh brewski are both uh huge comic fans in general uh this new spider-man movie has come out as of late uh let's see what was the name of this movie the animated animated feature film cross the spider-verse cross the spider-verse uh it's being touted as just as good if not better than any Spider Man movie thus far. People are liking this movie, including Steve Harness.
2: I, I think I said that literally last episode that yes, this is probably the greatest Spider Man movie ever made and will win the Oscar for certainly for best animated movie. There was a 14 year old Lego
1: mm-hmm. enthusiast. Did you hear about him? I'm aware of the story, yes. Feel free. All right, so this little 14 year old made a Lego trailer for this movie before it came out mm-hmm. and uh, tagged. Uh, All the animators working on this movie when he posted it and went viral. Everyone loved it. It was the Lego version of the trailer. And the animators have reached out and hired this kid.
0: Oh, wow. It was in the movie.
1: So I was saying that every version of
2: Spider-Man ever is in this movie and every version of animation, it's, they put it in there. And yeah, there was this famous viral thing that this kid had done making a, a Lego version of the trailer for the movie. And so they, for the first movie, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. So for Across the Spider-Verse, they reached out and they hired this kid to animate a, a small little portion of this movie where one of the mini versions of Spider-Man we see is the Lego Spider-Man. Oh, huh. and, Yeah, and this little 14-year-old animated it and made it into this major billion-dollar blockbuster movie. And
1: Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, they both had their attention caught. You know, they made a post on, on his video, well done, where were you in 2014? Mm-hmm. Oh wait, you were six. They realize he's 14 years old and he put something incredible together. And now, and since they've hired him, he's doing amazing things just like they thought the kid's a prodigy. Uh, he's an artist at the very least. And, uh, now he's doing great things and we may see some fun stuff from him. 14. I'm sure he's
2: got a great career ahead of
1: him in animation
2: or, you know, whatever genre of film he chooses to go into, because he's got a really good thing on his resume right now. So, that will do well by him. And yeah, there's a great line in there. It's all the top Spider-Men that are in this one part of the movie, and they make acknowledgement to the Lego Spider-Man. Like, you're one of our
1: finest spider Man (laughs) and so we called on you.
2: Wow. The Lego Spider-Man. It's hilarious.
1: Not said. I've always wondered, uh, is there any interest in your son to do animation? Well, it's funny you ask that i don't know about animation necessarily
2: but he's really into collecting action figures and the modern day action figures are very detailed yeah and he does a bunch of photography stuff around the house where he poses these things oh nice and with modern day photoshop it's easy to sit there and hold spider-man up and then remove your hand from the pictures so now spider-man's is floating and he can hand draw or animate in webs uh, he takes compressed air cans that i have around the house and he will take uh, pictures as he's like blowing compressed air in the dirt next to the characters so it looks like they're punching the ground and the dirt's blowing up everywhere and he's
1: good at it dude i mean some of these pictures yeah. are incredible
2: yeah he's done some really cool stuff I'm, I'm truly impressed so so yeah i mean who knows i mean that's the fun thing with technology nowadays some of these advanced graphics and editing are
1: a commonplace on your iphone so you can do this yeah. kind of stuff do them at home well maybe uh crosby needs to pick up on uh creating the next trailer for, you if, know, the next Marvel movie. If he doesn't make it in the next movie, I'm grounding him. So <laughs> take care of that, dude. Yeah. Don't let him be lazy, Steven. Exactly.
2: This is Need to Know News. News you need to know.
1: Interesting story here, but this
2: relates more to a uh, anecdote I would like to share. A public service announcement to share with you all. Please. Uh, San Antonio, Texas. A kitten... A little kitten uh, was stolen off the front porch of a northwest San Antonio house, and the person accused of taking the animal is a GrubHub delivery driver. Ooh! He was caught on the uh, the doorbell camera after the delivery. He just scooped up this kitten.
1: <laughs> and oh left gosh, with it. Dude, what is wrong with people?
2: Right, and that is brazen to be stealing a, a living
1: thing. By the way, yes, and, and why, you know, why would you steal a cat? Well, and sell no, a dog if you're going to steal something.
0: Dad. Well, you know, well, one time many years ago, my mother had, you've seen Tupperware parties. Well, yeah. there was this, they used to have this company that would sell children's toys, you know, a toy party, right? Actually, I've heard of
2: housewife's having toy parties and it's not, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. This <laughs> not was, Transformers, this was
0: the actual real thing, like kid stuff. Gotcha. And, um, this woman actually grabbed one of our cats. And put it in her bag and tried leaving with it. Now, this cat was a great cat, an amazing cat. Are you cat. kidding? Is no, this a joke? Nope. My sister will tell you that she actually tried to do it. Well, oh, that's what Trump
2: meant when he said grab him by the pussy. I get yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly.
2: exactly. <laughs> you can just take
0: my, him. My the cat's out it. of the bag. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, your bag's moving. Well, what's going on? And she's like, oh, look, your cat must have jumped in my bag. Meanwhile, you're at my front door with my cat there, and she kept talking about how much she loved that cat, and, and uh, well, the oh, whole time she was there, that's I hope hilarious. she
1: was, was never welcome back.
2: Never. It, it's dude. not like there's a shortage of kittens or cats to be adopted in this country. Why do you have to steal one from somebody else? No kidding, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. so. They, he didn't get away with it. No, Jeez. police are investigating, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not the delivery driver I'm talking about. But yeah. yeah. This uh, this relates back to a public service announcement I like to make for everyone. I used to uh, deliver pizzas, and I had a realization back in that day that if I wanted to be a cat burglar, uh, you know, someone that's going to break into your home, the perfect front is being a delivery driver because people constantly invited me into their home. Hey, come yeah. on in. i got to get my wallet. You know, okay, come on back in the kitchen. Bring the you know, Put them on the table. Put the pizza over there. Yeah. I got to see the inside of so many people's homes and it see would. what valuables they had. Well, you know, they- did you ever go back and steal or murder? Well, no. I spit <laughs> in some pizzas, but uh, besides that, no, I limited my offenses to selling them pot or whatever, but my point is don't invite delivery drivers into your home. You're showing people that are probably working class poor, like, hey, look, I got a collectible guitar on the wall or whatever it is. Like, leave the guy on the front porch. It doesn't stop him from stealing your kit, apparently. But don't invite delivery drivers into your home.
0: Just so you know, I, I sometimes do Uber Eats deliveries. Yeah. And on Uber Eats, nobody even wants to even see you. Mm. Leave it at the door and then you take a picture of it and yeah. then you send it to them. Uh, Maybe nobody- that's what the
2: favorite COVID did for us. Yeah, delivery drivers on the front porch nowadays.
1: That's exactly that's how I do it. Leave it at the door. I I just want to left at the door. And that's, uh, you know, the tips already on there. Just take care of it that way. I think it's fine. You don't necessarily want to see me either, right?
2: Oh, that's interesting. I mean, things have definitely changed. I don't ever order food for delivery because I live in a remote area where no one delivers here anyways, but um, maybe that is the modern trend where just don't even
1: look at them in the eye. Do you guys remember the uh, story I shared with you earlier on the podcast uh, about my pizza driving experience with a guy inviting me in? Mm, I don't know that I do. I know his sexual uh, persuasion was at least by Okay. He invited me in, and I'm sitting there waiting for that standard thing of, oh, I got to go grab my wallet. Like, dude, you know, it was coming a long time ago, bro. (laughs) Why do you got to go to your wallet? (laughs) uh he's talking to me as he's like roaming throughout his house trying to find his wallet and don't you know where your wallet is dude i i leave my wallet in the same place every time i take it out of my pants but yeah me too responsible humans though not said yeah uh he was talking to me as he's going around the house like oh busy night tonight and i'm like yeah you know things are crazy i got a lot of deliveries to get to and uh he's like why don't uh you come in and stay for a slice?" Uh, and I was like, stay for a slice. This is in my head. Stay for you a slice.
0: Like, You want to love some sausage? <laughs> yes,
1: right. I work at a pizza restaurant. I love a sausage. I don't love a sausage, but he <laughs> apparently did. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but I was like, uh, I gotta go, bro. I, I, I gotta get paid and get out of here. And he was like, just uh, sit down and have a slice. I'll make it worth your while. Oh, <laughs> like, oh
0: seriously, I a bro. a
1: for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to pay me, and I need to leave. I've got pizza in the car. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why I didn't just say, like, uh, oh, I'm straight. Like, uh, you know, I don't know why I was like, I got pizza in the car. I got
0: orders. Nikki, if you told him you were straight, that would have made it worse because then he really wants you even more.
1: The child,
2: yeah, maybe but, so. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always wanted that, you know, porn fantasy to come true. Well, but the pizza delivery guy, like, it never happened. Closest I came, there was a woman who... Uh, I was banging on the door, banging on the door, bang. She just wasn't coming and coming. It took her like two minutes, and finally she comes running up to the front door, out of breath, wrapped in nothing but a towel, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I was, I was, uh, I was in the shower." And I'm thinking, like, you don't look wet to me, at least not as far as I can see, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. She was totally back, getting boned, and you know, came running out with the towel on. So couldn't miss the pizza, dude. No one invited me to join, unlike Brewski and his Uber stories of being invited in for threesomes. Never
0: happened. Oh, uh, doesn't happen often, I'll tell you. But
2: I know, but it happened once, like the Deer Penthouse forums. It finally happened, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All, All right, Ryan. we're
1: uh, we're at our uh, we're at our time, everybody. Okay. Indeed we are. Time to cut off The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. All of Brewski. And thank you for listening to another episode. Episode number 54. And we bid you adieu. Test one, two. Test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.
0: Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.
1: Oh, yeah.